Hey everyone, I'm David Brussel. And I'm Marcus Terran. And this is The Thermal Review, a podcast about sensing, imaging, and automation advancements from the perspective of a couple technology geeks. In each episode, we discuss how the world is changing for cloud-based monitoring, quality assurance, and non-destructive testing. Welcome to The Thermal Review, the podcast that explores the latest advancements in thermal imaging technology and its applications in various industries. I'm your host, David Purcell, and today we have a special episode focused on early fire detection using infrared cameras connected via the cloud for monitoring biomass wood piles. Today, we have an exciting conversation lined up with a team of experts from Biomass One, a leading biomass power plant located in White City, Oregon. This conversation was previously recorded at the Biomass One facility during May 2023, and we're thrilled to bring it to you now. But first, let's set the stage. While essential for biomass power generation, wood piles can pose a significant fire risk if not carefully monitored. That's where infrared cameras come into play, leveraging their ability to detect temperature anomalies and identify potential hotspots before they become full-blown fires. By connecting these cameras via the cloud, real-time monitoring and early fire detection are made possible, revolutionizing how biomass plants like Biomass One safeguard their operations. In our conversation with the Biomass One team, we explored their journey from using an IR camera connected to a smartphone to implementing a fixed IR camera cloud-connected solution to monitor their hog fuel piles. We'll learn about their challenges they faced along their journey and the remarkable results they've achieved. We'll dive into the benefits of early fire detection and the role of cloud connectivity in ensuring continuous monitoring and the potential impact this innovation can have on the biomass industry. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired by the Biomass One story and the strides being made in early fire detection using infrared cameras connected via the cloud. Let's jump into our conversation recorded at the Biomass One facility right here on the Thermal Review. Toby, good morning. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Welcome. Good to be with you, Brian. Welcome. Got everybody here. Awesome. Come on in there, Todd. No, no worries. Come on, come on in, grab a seat, guys. So we, we're, we're recording, right? Yes. So okay. maybe we go back again, very casual guys, but you were talking a little bit about like your situation before. In fact, you, you talked about this being a long journey. Can you just talk about that long journey? In the past, we've had multiple fuel pile fires and we've always tried to do something to alleviate that. Um, hire personnel to watch it, do stuff like that. And none of it seemed to be working. So we started using a small thermal imaging camera and. It started working really well, and we just started moving up from there, larger and larger cameras, and now we have cameras on poles. And you, you talked about a situation once where you just were looking out. I mean, why do fires happen here? Maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Let's. Okay, you got this one? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, we build heat in that pile, and the taller that pile is, the more compression goes on. So you build heat, and then the sun bakes on it, 
And one time I was up in the control room, we were doing source testing, and it was the pile facing us, and there was we had no troubles with it at all. And then uh, I just looking at it, and then just poof, a little fire come up. So I called on the radio. We were all right down there, and the wind was blowing. Before we know it, it's clear over the whole pile. Uh, so it, it just happens so fast. I mean, you can have guys looking at it, and you still be behind the gun. So we had to do something. The fire department, big boss man, you know, we had to get something solved. Yeah, so early early detection is a big part of it. Because even we have a roving fire watch during our fire season, and he could drive by something, and he's not even halfway around the pile, and the fire will start up behind him. And, you know, with the naked eye, you can't see that stuff. But with the thermal imaging, you can, you can find those hot spots, and you can address them before they come to that point where they're going to catch fire. Yeah. How does a fire impact you guys? What does that mean to biomass if, if you have a fire? It's burning our fuel that we yeah. make power with. Yeah. Well, it's doing that. It's causing unsafe conditions uh, at our plant and around our plant, our neighbors. There's all sorts of troubles with fires that you're not. Those fires are supposed to be in the boiler, you know, not out <laughs> on the pile. So we needed something to detect that, let us know sooner than later and something that was foolproof, and we, we just didn't have it at that time. We were having a lot of troubles. So like Toby said, he did the IR camera and on his phone, and uh, I'd drive by and see him out there, this big pile on his phone. I'm like, what is Toby doing out there? But it, it actually turned out real well, and then uh, we went ahead and bought the, this FLIR camera here, which is just amazing. I mean, the thing just works really well. And then it just progressed. We were still having troubles. So um, Toby found you the Mobby Therm. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've been real happy with it. It's really, you know, text messages, you know, the whole nine yards. So we have coverage. I could be sitting at home on a Saturday and feel pretty good. And that wasn't always the case. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Uh, Toby, can you describe again... You know, how did why did you even buy like one of these mobile things? You know, to go like what was your what what's that story? How did that start? Well, you got to know Toby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Toby <laughs> is a bird dog. If there's a problem or anything, Toby's gonna stick on it. He's just gonna figure it out. Hunting purposes. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of it was for hunting purposes. Kind of. I don't know. I used it around the house. I I have this credit card that has a lot of points on it. And I had all these points saved up. And it was something I wasn't going to spend money on to begin with. Um, but I saw it on there, and I thought, well, that's kind of neat. I can use that. I can see deer or something on my property or whatever, you know, at night. And I thought, that'd be kind of cool. So I bought it. And it didn't work as well as I thought it would for all that stuff. But it did work. You know, I was using it for around my vehicles and stuff. And it was, it was I could see the brake drums. And I could see, you know, if a brake was grabbing and it would get hot. You know, so it did have uses, and then I brought it to work one day and started using it around here. It worked great around the fuel pile, you know. And then, you know, I knew the the resolution wasn't all that great, but it still it, it helped me. It was a good tool for finding a hot spot at the base of the piles. And well, originally we were using it to find the hot spots on the boiler skim and bearings and, and bearings, yeah, and, bearings yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so I, I used it, you know, because we had air leaks inside our boiler and stuff, and that causes a lot of the metal to get really hot. Almost makes like a forge when it's getting that oxygen in there. So yeah. I would, I would use it to find that. Out. And the, the more I used it, the more I I found use for it, and the more things that I found I could use it for. 
you know, electrical stuff with panels and stuff like that. And it was all good, but it wasn't accurate. You know, it, it was accurate to a point where it helped, but that's where we bought the, the It got us close. It, it got us close. And what model is that? This is the E96. Yeah. Flare. And that was actually recommended by our uh, insurance risk assessment guy just for doing uh, uh, thermal imaging on, on electrical equipment and whatnot. And yeah. so then, then Toby started using it on the fuel pile. And bearings and stuff like that. And then for the fuel pile, it worked really good for that. But you're able to do reports on it and stuff. And I can document everything. And it's pretty nice. So but there was, <laughs> but there was still a guy who had to have that in his hand, mm -hmm. and, and he had around. to be walking around the pile. And so, I mean, it was good for you know quick shots, but we had to have something more permanent. Yeah, you know. And see, in the past, we had stationary uh, people that we'd get from the temp agency. We'd we'd station them on the pile, and that's the, the cameras. They don't go to sleep. They don't show up to work late. They don't call in <laughs> sick. They're working all the time, and that was some of the issues we had with some of those stationary folks that we had sitting out there, because they were working 12-hour shifts. It's a long long time to be sitting out there not really doing lot, nothing, um, but the cameras, they, they really helped out on that. It was really good. And we were spending much more than the whole camera mm -hmm. uh, system cost in one year on those temps. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was, it was a no twice as much Quick more. payback. Yeah. Yeah. I'm real curious. How does this how does this system impact Brian's life? <laughs> Not, I don't really have to mess with that. I just set it up initially, and Toby is the one that configures it. I do the computer every once in a while on it, and that's about it for me. It's yeah, but the, whole, the initial setup though, I, it yeah, couldn't happen without Brian because yes. he understood all that. You know. That, that was the first time I ever messed with fiber optic cables and stuff like that. Brian had already had experience. Um, IoT controllers, Brian already had. I, I didn't know anything about it. You know, it's just talk to me, words, I guess. But Brian understood all that stuff, and he was able to configure the whole thing and set it all up to make it work. So, and, oops, sorry. I know it, it affected my life because I was always the first one here because I lived closest to the, the plant. And I was here fighting the fires, and you know now we got this early detection, and I, I, I haven't gotten called in on a fire, and you know since we've got this system in. Yeah, we went from a reactive way of fighting fires exactly. to a preventative way of fighting fires. Is what happened. And um, it with, works. The, with the thermal it imaging, because we can we can tell before the fire is going to be a fire. We know when it's going to be troubled, and so we just take care of it at that point. And everybody knows right away that's on the list. You know, you get a text, boom. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'll call control. I know Toby's calling too, so sometimes yeah. I just let Toby do it. But <laughs> call control and ask, hey, you guys on that? Oh yeah, we're on it. Yeah. So it's 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 checks and balances with something that is very important. For awesome. sure. Awesome. Stopping the fire before it happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. Any any idea what square footage area you're covering I guess I could go and look this on Google oh, Maps right. and do a calculation but what what kind of what size area are you guys monitoring well that sprinkler in the middle shoots 350 feet all the way so yeah. it's you know 350 foot one way so I'd say I mean two, what five acres, acres maybe, maybe five, yeah five acres yeah, right. this, five this acres. is broke up we have two piles of two separate yeah piles. just the one pile we it's don't have phase pile. two done yet and that's the second pile. So just the one pile, what is that? Probably three probably acres? Three or four acres, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. And you definitely want to be a pie. Mm -hmm. 
the yeah, and before you know, before we when we started having all these these pile fires, before we even had the cameras, we put in these sprinkler poles, and that's where we them cameras are mounted is on the sprinkler poles, and them yeah. cameras are pretty impressive to watch. I mean, it's mesmerizing when you're driving to work. You see that that sprinkler kick on, and it you know, you can see I can see it from Dairy Queen clear down the road. I mean, it's yeah. They are yeah, good. They're, they're impressive. I like to call them water cannons. Right. Uh, but <laughs> you know, they're way up on poles. Control room can push a button, and yeah, we got coverage, uh, overlapping coverage. Um, they're really, not just reacting to flames anymore. They because of the camera, they can yeah. they can be proactive and hit it with water before it's ever an issue. If the wind comes up, because that's a biggie. In the afternoon, we get the wind. And if there's no wind, that fire's, you know, a lot easier to take care of, of course. Yeah. But you bring that wind into it, and all bets are off. You know, it's blowing <laughs> sparks yeah. all over the place. and So, boom, you see it, you hit the cannon, and, and even in dust, when the wind, when we don't have a fire, and it's getting a little hot out there, and we have uh, loose material blowing around, we'll hit those to, to knock the dust down also. Awesome, awesome. You, you kind of described the, how, how does the alerting process work here? I think you kind of touched on it. It sounds like people are getting alerts, alarms. You're getting out of bed and coming down to check out the plant. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm saying that kind of jokingly, but that, that, that does happen, yeah? That's the truth of the matter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's guys in the control room. Maybe you can describe how yeah. that process works. So hotspot is detected. And I don't, I don't know if you have tier settings on your alarms. Is, is there like a low level, you know, oh, we've reached this temperature Guy goes no. out with a shovel. Next level, or how does how does that look? Well, we don't have anything like that per se, but we we do track it with the handheld. The handheld I find is more user friendly for getting into because the fuel pile is changing all the time, and the cameras on the poles are set. So a lot of times that image isn't directly shining right where we want it, but we can take it out with the handheld, and we can get a better idea of exactly where it's at. And so we're looking at temperature on that. So when it reaches a certain temperature, we're like, hey, we need to dig this out. And so we set that. And we'll set that temperature. Yeah, what we want. And it's real user-friendly. I mean, it really is. Um, and, and like I say, those notifications to everybody that fast, mm -hmm. that's the difference. Really yeah, is. Big difference. So in the control room, is is is, is a notification being sent there as well? Yeah. And yeah. Will, will they actuate a sprinkler based upon that? Sometimes, yes. Okay. Or they'll definitely they'll have somebody look go out the there. Camera. They'll look at the camera and see if it's on fire. If it's on fire, then definitely they'll get a camera or a, a sprinkler going. But if not, they'll just call the loader operator. He'll go check it out. We've got a big monitor in the control room that shows all five cameras on, at once on a big dashboard thing so they can look right at it. Then they get on their other screens on the control system. There's an alarm that's input into that system that will go off awesome. and then they can go and look at it. You talked about how fires are an issue year-round here not just during the season. I mean, is well, that when, you're, when you're storing the fuel it's, it's uh, you know you get green fuel wet fuel and stuff so that moisture has to escape from there and it creates gases and so it's happening year-round it's like a like burning firewood you know you don't put a green log into your fireplace it's not gonna burn very good so we're, we have it sitting out there it's being cured for a certain period of time and then we'll, we'll rotate it in and feed it to the boilers. You want it to go into the boiler just about the time it's ready to burn out there. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a jungling act. Just the nature of those piles, it just, the wood decomposed and underneath generates heat. And the more weight on top, the more heat. Yeah, the more compaction. What's the smallest size you got of a hotspot you've been able to detect with the cameras? 
again, like an alert, alarm, alarm on. Well, just um, the heat. I mean, you get the heat before the fire yeah. sometimes. Well, yeah. do, you, do you notice like uh, you can have something that's maybe a foot in diameter of a hot spot? Or oh, we're yeah. talking like oh, yeah. 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 And usually when we start seeing those hot spots, that's because the, the fire is already inside the pile. You can't see it from the outside. You can't detect it from the outside. But it'll get a crack or something or a fissure inside that pile and work its way to the surface. And that's where you'll see like a foot. You'll get a little hot spot. You start looking at that. Because that's where it's venting. And that's a, it just gets hotter and hotter. And we know it's in there someplace. And then as we dig into it, we find it. So you can see, you can see a pretty small area. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. You know, and then we back it up with the handheld, you know, probe on it with the loader, dig mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. we, know, we know it's, yeah. we pretty much know where they are. But the, the fires are weird on the pile because you can be a fire over here on the pile, but the vents over here. And it's just covered, smothered and stuff, and it's just following a crack inside that pile. Path of least resistance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And every time the loader's driving on there or moving the pile around, he's actually opening cracks up. So where you didn't have a fire one day, well, now it's built a heat source there. And If you were to estimate it, how many fires do you think you've been able to prevent this, maybe since you've installed the system? Hundreds. Good, yeah. All of them. Hundreds. All because of them. Because it's, really. it's all about early, early detection on this stuff. Um, it's all about early detection. And we have done some other things. We have lowered our height of our piles a little bit to help too. Um, so it's been a combination of things, but the 24-hour the surveillance is, is really, if you don't have that on a hog fuel pile, you better get it because you'll run into trouble yeah, for sure. sooner or later. Yeah. And usually it's about shift change. But nobody's out there walking to the pile. Yeah, you know, like, like <laughs> Toby's had a lot of problems there. You know, like Toby said, the biggest thing is, you know, it, the cameras never sleep. So they're, they're always watching. So that's the biggest thing right there. Mm -hmm. yeah, and they never call in sick, and they're always here. So. And that wraps up our special episode of the Thermal Review. We want to extend our heartfelt thanks to the team at Biomass One for sharing their insights and experiences with us. Their dedication to safety and innovative approach to early fire detection using infrared cameras and cloud technology are commendable. As always, make sure to subscribe to The Thermal Review on your favorite podcast platform to stay up to date with the latest advancements in thermal imaging technology. We appreciate your continued support and look forward to bringing you more exciting episodes in the future. Until next time, stay safe and remember, Infrared technology has the power to protect. Mm -hmm.